Hey there, faith followers. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. I want to talk to you about this attitude. You can do it. You can do it. Can't should never even be in your vocabulary as a Christian. And it all depends on who you depend on. Can I just tell you, I'm learning to depend on the Lord. I can't depend on a lot of things. I can't depend on my own abilities. I can't always depend on people. I can't always depend on the preacher. But I can always depend on the Lord. The psalmist says in Psalm 146, 5, that the Lord God blesses everyone who trusts him and depends on him. When you can't see a way out, God sees a way in. Matthew's gospel tells us, Matthew chapter 11, verses 2 and 3 says that John the Baptist was in prison and he heard about all the things that the Messiah was doing. So he sent his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the Messiah we've been expecting or should we be looking for someone else? Now, It's a little scary when Jesus's actions cause you to doubt his authenticity. John thought when Jesus came, he would set up an earthly kingdom. But Jesus was building a kingdom in the hearts of people. And John is questioning everything he had said, seen, and heard. Can you relate to John the Baptist? Bet you can. Ever go through something that you had questioning everything you believed? You go through something and and it had you questioning everything you've ever been taught or believed. Ever has something not turn out the way you thought it would? You thought it would turn out one way, but it turned out totally different than you thought. Some things didn't turn out the way we expect. You ever thought something would turn out one way, but it didn't? thought the marriage would turn out one way, but it didn't. thought your finances would come through, and it didn't. And you thought you would get the promotion, and you didn't. And you thought life was going to work the way you wanted, but it didn't. So what about when you feel like God was going to come through for you the way you wanted, but he didn't? Supposed to come through for you, but didn't come through the way you wanted. Didn't answer your prayer the way you wanted. Now I want you to understand a couple of things that are key. today's talk. God doesn't always work in the way we expect, but he always keeps his word. Let me say it again. God doesn't always work in the way we expect, but he always keeps his word. God said he would never leave you. He'll never leave you. When God said he'd never forsake you, he won't forsake you. God didn't promise that you would never have problems or never have struggles, but he did promise to climb up in the middle of our mess and deliver us. He will hold your hand all the way through, through it all. He's always going to be there. He's going to come through. Just trust him. I thought he would come through a long time ago, and he didn't. I thought he would answer my prayer this way, but he didn't. He answers, but not always the way I thought he would. And sometimes that can cause you to doubt God. That's maybe where some of you are today. You are doubting. You're having bouts with doubts. Been a believer for a long time, maybe. You've been the one who's always telling other people, oh, God's going to come through. But now you are in a situation and he hasn't come through for you yet. Well, let me welcome you to the party because you're actually in good company because the Bible's full of great people who had great doubt. Oh, we rarely talk about it because we just like talking about the good things, not the other things that are not so great. Job, he wrote a book in the Bible called Job. 
He went through pain. He went through sorrow. He went through suffering. He had his own problems. And we always focus on the verse that says, though he slay me, yet I trust him and I will praise him. But what about Job 14, 19, where Job writes these words, as water wears away the stones and floods wash away the soil, so you, God, destroy people's hope. He's talking about God. Now, nobody's putting that on a wristband. Nobody's putting that on a T-shirt. God destroys hope. Nobody sends their kids home from kids' church with that memory verse of the week. Kids, tell your parents God destroys hope. And talk about Jeremiah, powerhouse prophet Jeremiah. Wrote a book, Lamentations, the weeping prophet. Jeremiah 15, 18. Why then does my suffering continue? Why is my wound so incurable? Your help seems as uncertain as a seasonal brook. Like a spring that has gone dry. He's talking about God. He's actually talking to God. And he actually calls God a liar. Jeremiah, he questioned whether or not God is telling the truth. You ever prayed a prayer like that? Boy, I was raised in scary church, and if you did that, God would strike you by lightning. And then Elijah, look at Elijah. No more powerful guy in the scripture than Elijah. I mean, when this guy prayed, stuff happened. He prayed it wouldn't rain, and it didn't rain for three years. Strong prayer. And after that three years, he rolls up on the prophet of Baal and says, we're going to have a fight. We're going to have a throwdown showdown. You pray to your God. I'll pray to my God. Whichever God answers by fire, that's the true God. So they show up and the bells of God is a no show. Nothing happens. Elijah is smack talking. I mean, he talks more smack than an NBA basketball player. Maybe your God is asleep, he said. Maybe you need to scream louder. Maybe he's on vacation. Finally, when they finished and they got done, it was Elijah's turn. This powerhouse prophet digs a trench, makes a sacrifice, finds some water, and fills the trench up. And God consumes it from heaven and consumes it all with a fire after his prayer. And that fire falls from heaven. And people killed all the prophets of Baal. It's going to rain. He prays. Prays for rain. And it rains. I mean, when the boy prayed, stuff happens. Elijah gets a letter from Queen Jezebel a little bit later. He says, you better run because I'm going to kill you until you're dead. Hashtag, you better run. Now, you'd think this powerhouse prophet that just saw God do all this stuff would be incredibly confident with no doubts. And in 1 Kings chapter 19, beginning in verse 3, we find out that Elijah was afraid and he fled for his life. And he went to Beersheba, a town in Judah. He left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. And he sat down under a solitary broom tree, and he prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. Then he laid down and he slept under that broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. Just prayed fire down from heaven, now afraid for his life and fled and doubting. Elijah gets a message from a wicked queen Jezebel. He's scared to death. He responds in fear and in doubt. And unbelievable to me, he was so afraid. And in our main text, back in Matthew chapter 11, that I read earlier, 
in verse 2, John the Baptist, who was in prison, had heard about all the things the Messiah was doing, but he still sends his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the Messiah we've been expecting? Or should we keep looking for someone else? John the Baptist, who has more proof that Jesus is who he says he is. I mean, they are cousins. And he begins to question Jesus's identity. He baptized Jesus. He saw the dove descend. He actually heard the voice of God say, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. God the Father tells him that Jesus is the Messiah. Yet we find him questioning Jesus' authenticity. What would make him question? He's in prison. What makes you question God? What makes you doubt God? For John the Baptist, you know, it's because he was unfairly put in prison. For you, maybe it's some unfair things that's happened to you that has you doubting God. God doesn't always work the way we expect, but he always keeps his word. And there's something you need to know. A prison perspective will always cause you to doubt. A negative perspective causes you to doubt. I mean, when it hits you between the eyes. Now, where are you, God? Because nothing will cause you to doubt God more than marriage problems, family problems, kids, finances or health issues, or a difficult dilemma in life, fear, depression, anxiety, and you're wondering where God is. Now, I don't know where you're at today. You may think you've sinned so much that you cannot believe that God could love you and forgive you. You are doubting. You can't believe that God could continue to forgive you. But you don't understand what I've done, Toby. Well, you don't understand how much God loves you. Because here's the other key. My faith is more important than my failure. Sometimes our failures overshadows our faith. All of us have sinned. All of us have failed. All of us have made mistakes. We are all jacked up. So does our failure overshadow God's grace? Absolutely not. I mean, just look at Simon Peter, the disciple, called to do great things. He's the guy that says, Jesus, when everyone else leaves you, I won't. I'll be there. And Jesus says, no, Peter, you will fail me today three times. You will fail me, Jesus says. And Luke's gospel, chapter 22, records that incident when he says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, talking about Peter, Simon Peter, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. See, you have an enemy. And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to mess with your mind. That's what's happening right now in the middle of your mess. The enemy's messing with people's minds. Amen. Come on, let's just be real today. We, we're real people today. Uh, the enemy is messing up things, and especially in people's minds, but we will not let it beat us, and we will not let it defeat us. We can, and we will overcome, and we will win. You can do it. Jesus says, he says, I prayed for you. How awesome is it that Jesus prays for you? And notice Jesus' prayer wasn't a very religious prayer. I know he just, I know you're going to fail. I'm praying you. No, he, he doesn't say that I pray you won't fail. No, that's not what he prayed. He says, I pray that they shall not fail. He says, 
Jesus prayed. Jesus affirms Peter. Listen to what he says. He says, Peter, you will fail. And then Jesus prays that in the midst of his failure. Watch this. He says, I pray that you don't lose faith. Because I can cover any failure. I can cover any mistakes. I can cover any pain. I can cover any heartache. Don't lose your faith. Don't doubt. And you can be at the very bottom of your life right now, scraping the bottom of the barrel. And God can show up just for you. That's just how good your God is. You can do it because God has already done it. Thanks for listening to this podcast today. I hope you have a great week. God bless you. Stay strong. Faith strong. 